Hey everyone, welcome back to Adoption Adventures. How are you all doing? Um, hope everyone's having a, uh, a lovely start to the week. It's a Tuesday, I'm saying start to the week, which means it's been a long weekend. Um, hope everyone enjoyed themselves and, uh, and got to get out and enjoy the last few remnants of sun. I saw a, a glimmer of sun at some point, so I'm sure it was there. Um, so this week I'm going to be talking um, about, um, and I, this is going to sound as if it's going to be a negative one. I don't quite mean it that way. I'm hoping it's more of a learning. Um, but I'm going to talk about how people can have both a positive effect and a negative effect um, in our children's lives. And the kind of the damage that they do, um, but just sort of how our children may react to that as well. Um, so there is a member of my family. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I'm pretty certain that I would have spoken about them before. Uh, but there is a particular member of my family, well, more dad's family, um, that over the years of our experience of being parents, they have been relatively distant and disengaged from the process, the experience, and and being a part of little dude's life. Now, they have been there. They've been in and around our family and they've been around the experience but they've just they've never really jumped on board with the whole thing as a result um they've they've kind of created a distance in their relationship with little dude now whenever they in the past when little dude first moved in with us um like we've discussed a number of times, he was a live wire. He was all over the place. He was excitable. Um, he, he was his behaviour was difficult, challenging, as you would expect. <laughs> um, but this particular family member was slightly older um, and very much set in their ways. In addition to that, they'd sort of each time that we'd tried to engage and talk about the adoption process or perhaps some of the challenges that may be faced, um, some of the behaviours or indeed some of the different tools that we had to try and combat these. Um, when we tried to discuss this, it was kind of met with almost like an arrogance um an arrogance of i think i know what i'm doing i've been a parent before so i really need your advice here um i think there was also an element of you know i don't need your advice or guidance here because i'm not going to be that involved so why i'll say why should i care but i don't mean it as as brutal and nasty as that first sounds um but that was definitely the the approach and the sort of reaction that we was getting was very much a case of no, I'm just going to do what I do, and either that will be okay or it won't. But that is all that I'm prepared to offer. Now, this particular individual, that 
tends to be how they approach most of their dealings with other people. Um, it's very much a case of we either get on board with the way I do things or, you know, just move on. I'm not that bothered. Um, which in many, many ways is a really, really lovely attribute. If you if you have that confidence, say, I am who I am, I'm not going to change for anyone just to make somebody else feel good. I, I can grasp that. I can understand it. Um, I don't necessarily agree when it comes to sort of the approach that you might actually be upsetting people along the way and countless people. But, you know, you do you. You do whatever makes you happy. Um, and <laughs> this guy definitely does. Um, so in the early days, we sort of, we tried to engage, we tried to spend an awful lot of time together. Um, and this guy was not that interested. Um, he had a little dude over for a sleepover a couple of times. And when he was like seven, eight, I'm awake now. Um, and they'd go, okay, we'll head downstairs and sort your own breakfast out. And I'll be up when I'm up, <laughs> kind of the approach. And when we would hear about this, we'd be like, oh, that feels really uncomfortable. That that feels, you know, personally, I, I just think that little dude needed <laughs> supervision, but would have needed to have felt connected and and with someone in a strange house as well. So we were just a little bit uncomfortable with that. So we quickly realised that little dude was not asking to go over to there for sleepovers on a regular basis. So we didn't push it either. Um, we, we figured that actually this wasn't something that we needed to work really hard to sort of harbour that. Um, and enhance that relationship. Over the course of the next few years, we found that this this guy sort of, as I say, stepped further and further back and further away from Little Dude's life um, and used to say things like, <laughs> I kid you not, this is an actual comment that I had, um, heard him say too little dude uh he said you know I, I remember the good old days when children were seen and not heard um to which little dude said oh but we're moving towards the better days when old people are not heard or seen <laughs> um so their relationship became really fractured um they would bring out the worst in each other um, whenever they would see each other they would sort of this guy would tease little dude and he would make jokes and quips at him and little dude being little dude and growing up was still learning what what was okay what was not okay um still learning how to deal with with this sort of behavior and didn't really know how to take it 
So it was met with sort of a very childish response. Um, so they used to bring out the worst in each other. And we found that each time that we were going to be spending any time with this guy, we were actually really uncomfortable and like, um, we found ourselves almost wanting to find excuses for little dude to not have to be around and have to attend because we just figured that actually it was quite a negative environment and quite a a negative experience so where was any benefit for anyone to to be a part of that um so we found ourselves finding those excuses and and in the end um it became very much the case that we saw this particular individual certainly with little dude we saw them maybe twice a year um and and when we did it was yeah like i said it was just fractured and it was just a a difficult um experience for everyone um now the reason I'm sort of bringing this up is a couple of weeks ago, we had this guy coming over to our place. Um, now, he is a family member and has a title within Little Dude's World. Um, within our family, he has a, a title, as in he's a relative. Um, now over the years because of their damaged relationship what's happened is little dude has actually stripped this person of their title and has said actually I will only refer to them by their name little dude saw that this particular guy was not that invested in him and our kids are resilient beyond beyond words. They're incredible with their resilience. They're incredible with their resilience because they've had to be. And they've learned ways of ways and means of dealing with difficult situations. One thing that little dude will do as an avoidant individual in particular, but for self-preservation, if he feels that someone may be rejecting him what he will do is he will get in there first and he will reject reject them first so as he doesn't have to feel that pang of rejection he doesn't have to feel sad that this person isn't interested in them because he can then brush it off and go well i wasn't interested in them so it's fine um and that is how he deals with those things. He, and I've seen him do that to a number of individuals. Um, we saw sort of snippets of it when he started dating and, and the date didn't go too well. And that, that person sort of demonstrated they weren't interested. Little dude would become almost quite cold towards that individual because it was 
it, again, it was that self-preservation of, I need to feel safe here. And if this person is rejecting me, I, that's going to make me feel really, really emotionally low. So it's safer for me to reject them first. Um, which it's really difficult to observe and it's really sort of challenging and really quite upsetting when you see a young person protect themselves in that way. Um, it's also really lovely because you can see that they've got this armour and they've got this ability to say, <laughs> you, you're not going to hurt me. I've played that game before, won't do it again. So let's let's move on, shall we? And I find that really quite incredible that our kids have got that defence mechanism built into their systems. I think that's amazing. Um, so he he put that in place and he protected himself and he stripped stripped this guy of his title. And now if ever we use that title and say such and such is heading over, he corrects us and he takes that person's title away and then he corrects us by saying their their actual name and if we say well actually no they're this person he will respond and say no I don't feel that they are I feel that they had the chance to be that person but instead they chose not to be and that's okay but in making that decision I'm now making a decision that I'm not going to give them all of my self either. They didn't want to invest in me, so I'm taking away what, what they want. And I can't fault him for it. I can't challenge him for that because I understand. Now, the reason, again, the reason I'm talking to you about this is when I, um, so we put on a training for the friends and family members of um, adopters. And I talk about this individual quite a bit. Um, and I talk about how I've observed him making a number of errors. I, because of the nature of my relationship with this individual, I don't have the opportunity to sit down with them and question them and say, why, why, why do you feel the need to behave this way? And why didn't you build that relationship? I, I don't have that. So I don't do that. But what I do is I use those experiences and I use them as an example to tell other future friends and family of adopters what life could look like if if you don't put in the time and energy and effort with these young people, um, what what could the experience turn out to be like if if you don't give them your time? And I always say to people, you know, you have that choice. This particular individual may feel really happy and really satisfied with the relationship that they've got with little dude. They may feel that it is exactly where they want it to be. And if that is the case, more power to them. They've got what they wanted. 
I don't think that's the case. I I think that this person thinks that little dude will turn 18 and will become an, an adult. And when he does, that is when their relationship will be able to form. I, I don't think that they understand that if you haven't built the foundations of a relationship leading up to that point, very unlikely that you're going to have much to work with at a later stage when they're an adult. Um, but I always say to people, look, you've got an opportunity. You've got a choice. You you can behave this way, like this this guy, and you can you can be decent. You can treat the advice and guidance from social services and adopters. Um, and you can listen to that and go, ah, it's just a bunch of nonsense. We don't need to trust this. We've done this. <laughs> we can do it our own way. And, and you know what? That is, that is everyone's prerogative. That is, that is your prerogative to do whatever you want to do. But, the the fear is this is the sort of this is the end result. I've seen the end result. I've seen little dude and how he is with all of our family members. I've seen how he behaves with his family members, and I've seen sort of the amount of love that he has to give, and how little love he offers to this person because they made a choice. Now, what I always talk about and what I find really warming and really sort of lovely is I've got um, my brother and... um, sister-in-law a number of years ago they moved to a different country um, for work and as a result obviously we didn't get to see them very often and as a result little dude's relationship with them became a not fractured but more distant again little dude has experienced people coming in and out of his world and was like well this is just another tall person that's leaving. I'm used to that, so I just, I'll stop investing in that. Um, now, when my brother and, and sister-in-law spent some time with him, he was fine, he was great, but their relationship was, it, it was always kind of on the periphery because little dude had put that barrier up. He had said, no, I've now recognized you're going to hurt me. So that's it. I'm I'm stepping out of this. I'll I'll check out of this and, until such a time when I feel like it's prudent for me to come back. Well, last year they moved back, and since then they have become a major part in our lives, which means that they have become a major part in Little Dude's life. And what's incredible is 
he now has got into sending them texts, asking them if they want to spend some time together and asking them if they want to go out and do something together. And they're really, really excited about that. But I'm thrilled because it means all of the preaching that I've been doing for these years is actually proving to be right. And the preaching that I do is, if you if you know someone who has started the process and is perhaps not stepping up to the plate and is not doing what you'd like them to do and is not building the relationship with, with these little ones, it doesn't have to end there. If, if all of a sudden they change their ways and say, actually, do you know what? This is a pretty incredible young person or young people. I want to get to know them. I want to spend some time with them. And I want to actually build a relationship. These young people want that relationship. They are open to making new connections or building on old ones that aren't necessarily strong. They want this. And the second that we start spending time with them, they'll throw as much love as they've got full throttle at us. Because what what I always promote is these children, they want to be loved. They have that instinct and desire to be loved and cherished. So if they've got another tall person that wants to spend that time with them, they're going to throw themselves at it. Even little dude who is massively avoidant, he's he's ready to commit. And I genuinely believe that if this, if this particular individual that I'm talking about decided tomorrow that actually, do you know what? I've not done my my job here and I really want a relationship with this person. I'm going to start stepping it up. I genuinely believe that it would not take a massive amount of effort before little dude would be prepared to lower those boundaries. So I guess today I'm I'm just I'm I'm talking to you and hoping that you will share this with your friends and family. <laughs> um, I know that this is a topic that I've covered a couple of times now. Um, I also know, however, that I am approached quite a lot by listeners saying, you know, is there any other advice and guidance you can give to additional family members? I know that when I deliver any training, I'm I'm delivering a three-day training course starting tomorrow. And I know throughout this next three days, I'm going to have at least one individual tell me that someone within their family is not on board or is not prepared to make adaptions is proven to be quite difficult I know this is going to come up because it does it, it comes up so often and people talk to me and say you know is there anything I can do the the tough answer to that is actually there's not a lot you can do sometimes people are just set in their own ways and we have to just accept that that is who they are they've not gone they didn't decide to go down the road of adoption. They didn't decide to 
learn all of this and throw themselves at this. That wasn't their decision, so they might not want to go on that journey. In addition, people are just who they want to be, um, and some people don't want to change. Again, we can only do so much. Um, but what I would say is have the confidence. If, if, if it's a relationship that you definitely want to harbour, if it's a relationship that you definitely want to see grow stronger, have the confidence to speak to that individual and say, I'm worried that if you don't make changes, you are not going to have the relationship with this young person that you think you're going to have. Have a listen to this and have a listen to what could happen if you don't make changes. And it does put an awful lot of onus on this other person. But the flip side is you either put onus onto that person or you put onus on a child or children and ask them to change. Um, And yeah, I don't think that they need to. I think our children need to go on their journeys. I think they need discipline. I think they need parenting. They need love, nurture, care, guidance, rules, boundaries. And they need to learn your way of living. Of course they do. And they need to understand right from wrong. But do they have to change their personality to fit in with someone who is choosing not to not not to get on board no no they don't they 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 don't need to spend not a single second longer with someone that doesn't want to spend time with them they don't need to sit spend a single second longer with someone that is going to cause them harm mentally or physically they don't need to spend time with someone that rejects them makes them feel bad. That is not something that is important to our children. And if you're weighing up all of the people that are going to be in your children's lives and you think to yourself, well, I've only got two solid friends or family members that are going to be in this child's life, but they're going to be real solid anchors and they're going to be smashing individuals and smashing people in this network. I would take, social services would take, and our children would take two cracking friends or two cracking people in your network above 15, 20, 40 average or subpar people in your network. You will find other people that want to be a part of your network. You'll find other people that want to help you along the way and want to get involved. You'll find people that are interested and that care. They're the ones that kids want to meet. And they'll build relationships that become so incredibly strong that it will take your breath away. So initially it might feel really scary and initially it might feel like you're not doing your bit you are. You're doing your bit by being able to say, actually, I need the right people. 
in our children's lives. So like I say, today's episode, I'm hoping it's not come across as sort of really negative or anything like that. I'm hoping it's it's come across as a a way to actually teach. Um, I feel really sorry for this particular individual. They don't have a great relationship with little dude because biased as I may be, he's incredible. He's blooming awesome and he's hilarious. He's intelligent. He's great company. He's caring. He's, he's, he's just a wonderful human being. So if I've got somebody who doesn't see that, I feel sorry for them. Do I wish that little dude had this additional person to spend some quality time with? Yeah, of course I do. Because anyone else who <laughs> wants to spend time and love him is, is a win. Is it a huge disappointment and is it a huge loss that this one individual has not changed? No. No, not, not really. Because there'll be others. And I know some of you may be thinking, oh, this is a bit risky, um, sort of sharing this. Maybe that person might listen to this and uh, piece this together. I can assure you <laughs> this individual does not like me particularly much. Um, so, <laughs> um, so would not take the time to listen into any projects that I'm involved in. Um, and if they did, by some miracle... Um, and they did piece together who who I was talking to about, then I'm always happy to have that conversation. I'm just not going to be the one that broaches it because I've, I've tried and it's not worked particularly well. So I put my efforts elsewhere. Um, so yeah, that's, that's this week. Um, to bring this week's episode to a close, I'd like you all to to keep your fingers crossed and to send a silent hope to Little Dude um, as part of the um, scouting community. He is now part of the Explorers, which is um, the step next past Scouts. Um, and as part of being an Explorer, they are able to rent out um, a scouting camp space and organise their own scout camp. So he and five other friends have all organised their own overnight stay and camp um, on their own for tonight and tomorrow. So I need you all to join me and hope that he makes it out of it in one piece. Um, Fortunately, and I mean, I mean this in the right way, I've seen and spoke to quite a few of these friends. I don't think they're going to get up to much trouble because they're all a bunch of geeks. And I mean that in the nicest way. I think geeks are great. And if if little dude is just making friends with people like that, then that's a win. <laughs> um, he's making some really lovely friendships and some people that of course they're going to break some rules and of course they're going to do stupid things but I don't think that it, there's a risk of them doing really really dangerously stupid things so I'm keeping everything crossed I don't know if I'm uh, being massively naive there I'll tell you next week um, <laughs> but yeah that's uh so 
keep keep your hopes with uh, little dude and hope that whilst they are all capable of making a campfire, let's hope that they're all capable of putting out a campfire. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thank you as always. Um, that was our little lady sort of adding her two pennies worth as well. Uh, she wanted to let me know that I was being naive. <laughs> but yeah, have yourselves an amazing week. Um, and I shall speak to you again very, very soon.